Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute. Every Monday, we are going to chat about the movies that came out, what we saw last week, what's going on at the box office. Just have a little Monday morning chat. All right, today I actually have four. That's right, four to talk about. John Wick 3, Dark Phoenix, The Secret Life of Pets 2, and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah, guys, if you know me, you know at least three of those four were probably not on my original agenda to go see. That is the truth. And I'll get into a a little bit more detail on them in in just a second here. But the podcast listeners, if you're listening to this, also know that I am doing this as a video recording. I do it every Monday on the Facebook page, which is No Guilt Life. So come join us if you prefer to see video. It's also going to be up on YouTube, so you can go there too, which is also uh, the No Guilt Life channel, which I think is actually under my name, which is Patty Holiday. I want to recap first. We're going to kick off with recapping what happened at the box office. It wasn't super pretty. It looks like things are, you know, kind of underperforming for two movies that they thought would do better. That's Secret Life of Pets and Dark Phoenix. They both came out on Thursday, Thursday night, Friday morning. They're all right, but not as good as I think they hoped it would would be. Uh, The rest of the box office follows for the weekend. It was Secret Life of Pets, Dark Phoenix, Aladdin, Godzilla, Rocketman, Ma. Ma, I think I'm going to go see this week. It's intriguing me that it's hanging in there. It's a rated R movie and it's still showing up pretty high on the chart. So, you know, I got to see what that's all about. Plus, I, I can be scared a little bit. That's that's fun sometimes. Uh, so I might go see Ma. Uh, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, Avengers Endgame is still on the charts. But guys, I am a sad panda today. I don't think we're going to make it unless there's a re-release. And by make it, you know what I mean. I wanted it to beat Avatar. I don't think it's going to happen. The good news is domestically we're doing great. We just we got it. We got to talk some of our overseas friends into watching this movie again and again, please. I mean, come on, China, just a couple more times. I, I think actually, if all of China saw it once, right, <laughs> it would blow things away. Uh, anywho, Avengers Endgame, and then Pokemon is still there, and Booksmart is the last in the top ten. So that's your top ten for the week. Now on to what I saw, and I finally broke down and decided to see John Wick three. If you were here last week or uh, listened to the show, I have mentioned that John Wick was surprising me and intriguing me because it kept showing up pretty high on the box office list and people kept talking about it. Well, then I saw Always Be My Maybe and I'm like, oh, Keanu's funny. I forgot about Keanu. How did I forget about Keanu? Guys, Keanu didn't go anywhere. I just, I just spaced out on him. So my apologies, Keanu. I don't know where I was, but <laughs> I'm back, baby. I'm, I'm following you. I'm so excited about you. And I actually even termed this summer, the summer of Keanu, because he's everywhere, guys. He's everywhere. Are, are you watching? This weekend, there was the Toy Story 4 press junket. And I had a bunch of friends who were there. And so I was following along on Twitter. And it was crazy because it seems like most of the questions were going to Keanu. People want to know what Keanu has to say. Uh, he's in John Wick this summer. Always be my baby. He is Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4. Uh, there's rumors that he's trying to get cast or they're trying to cast him in the Eternals for Marvel, which 
I hope it happens. If Marvel's smart and they're paying attention to how hot Keanu is right now, they'll make this happen. So we'll see. And then there's also this rumor. I can't seem to find it confirmed anywhere. And he doesn't show up um, in the cast listings anywhere. But he's supposed to be a quote unquote major character in Hobbs and Shaw, which is coming out in August. This could be a really big summer for Keanu Reeves. Uh, They also just announced yesterday that he is in the Cyberpunk 2077 video game. Hashtag all the Keanu, right? I I don't know. Maybe I need a whole episode about fangirling Keanu Reeves. At this point, I feel like I'm talking about him an awful lot to my friends and my family and my poor husband. Yesterday was, side note, yesterday was Bill and Ted's day. And if you don't know what that is, uh, June 9th is the day they have to give their their speech, their their class project in order to graduate. And it was, it was yesterday, 1988, 89. I can't remember what year it was. But anyway, I watched Bill and Ted's again for the first time in many, many, many years. And guys, it was still funny. It was, I was surprised. It was still funny. I didn't know if, you know, eighth grade me and... 45-year-old me, we're going to mesh up on this and agree that it was that it was funny then. It's still funny now. It's still funny. There's some there's some issues, though, with Bill and Ted. So before you rush out and watch, let your kids watch it, read. I'm going to put up a, a post about that uh, probably later on today. So go back to noguiltfangirl.com and look for that because there are there's some issues. I mean, this was this was a while ago and things have changed and we don't we don't do some of these things that they did back in 1988 and 89 for the better. All right. I'm talking about John Wick 3. Sorry. Side note. See, I got distracted by Keanu. This is what happens. (laughs) But this is also very much me. This is what I do. I find something and I call myself a deep ender. I find something that catches my attention and I just fangirl out on it for a while. And right now, apparently it's Keanu Reeves. Apparently that is my thing. (laughs) So John Wick 3, I went and saw it. And here's my history with what I knew about John Wick 3. And this was one of the movies that was not on my list that I was not planning to go see. However, box office was compelling me. I'm a sucker. I'm like, hey, if all the people are going to see this and all the people are throwing money at it, maybe there's a reason why. Maybe I need to get on board with this John Wick idea. So I did. Guys, I went in knowing the basics. I knew that he had a wife that died. I knew there was a dog that that was very precious to him. I knew he tried to, he's an assassin and he tried to get out of being an assassin. He didn't want to do that anymore. And I knew that, um, they killed his dog, right? And that set off a chain of events that caused a whole bunch of problems. So I did know the very basics of the sketch of what has happened, but I had not seen the first two movies. I asked a friend or two if that was enough. Would I be lost? Would I be able to, to see this? And they, they, they encouraged me and said, yeah, go ahead, go see it, go see it. Because it's really not so much about the story as it is about the action. There's not a lot of dialogue uh, in John Wick 3. Not, not a lot at all, guys. There's a lot of action, a ton of action, a constant action. And honestly, that's probably, that's my complaint. I know that sounds weird, but that's my complaint. I felt like some of these fight scenes went on entirely too long. We got the point. We, you know, two, three minutes in, cool. I was interested. I was kind of into the creative ways of killing somebody. Gosh, that sounds terrible. But I, I, that's what you're there for. That's what John Wick is, for, is about, right? It's all about this the, the creative ways of killing people. And for a couple of minutes, yeah, it held my attention. But when it went on for, I'm not kidding, probably eight, seven, eight months. I don't even know. I, it, it felt like, felt like forever, guys. Felt like each fight scene went on forever. And that's my problem with John Wick. 
the story and what was happening in it was fine. I enjoyed that. If you want to know if you can understand this movie as somebody who doesn't really know anything about John Wick, I do have a post for that and I will throw the link up for you guys to go check it out. Uh, Cause I do cover what it felt like to watch this as somebody who, who doesn't know John Wick. I see why the fans who are really invested in this franchise, why they like it and what they would like about John Wick 3. I, I get it. I get it. I get the money. I followed the money. I see the money. I understood the money. I don't know. I might I might go back and see John Wick 1 and 2. Uh, maybe. I think it depends on how deep my, my Keanu Reeves fangirling goes this summer. I don't know, guys. I felt like you, you could understand the general gist of what was happening in this movie well enough that I don't need to sit through, you know, another four hours of killing. But that could just be me. I don't know. After Keanu, we're going to move on. The other movie that I saw, and actually I'm just kind of going in order of how I saw them this week. So I saw uh, John Wick first, and then I went into Dark Phoenix. And I went in with some concerns that were just based on social media and based on reading reviews and based on reactions from my friends who are big X-Men followers. Now, just like with John Wick, I don't follow the X-Men guys. I love Marvel and I love the MCU, but I had always heard that uh, the X-Men movies were terrible and they just weren't good and all those complaints that if you are one of those X-Men people, you know them. You, you're sitting there going, they are, they're terrible. They treated our guys bad. I get that. I, I for After watching this movie, I understand where you guys are coming from. So it's just not that that that, that is not a storyline. That is not a a group that I have ever really gotten into. So I go into Dark Phoenix knowing the bare minimum about the X-Men. You know, I knew who Professor Xavier was and I knew, knew what mutants were um, and that they all had these powers. And basically they were trying to have them be used for good rather than, you know, running rampant and killing people. So, so I knew the basics and I went into this movie Without hope, hope. honestly, I went in thinking this is going to be so terrible. I'm going to be so bored. This is going to be the biggest waste of a ticket. <laughs> uh, and I was glad that I that I had gone ahead and signed up for AMC, a, a lister, because <laughs> all I could think of was how bad this movie was going to be. Guys, this is actually the movie of the I was most surprised by. I was most surprised by Dark Phoenix. Before you start saying she doesn't know what she's talking about, you're right, I don't. I mean, literally, I don't. I don't X-Men. And so I get that. Consider where I'm coming from. I am coming from the perspective of somebody who walked in and just wanted to be entertained and, and really didn't have anything, in, had nothing invested in this movie. And Dark Phoenix, from that perspective, is not a terrible movie. From fan perspective, I'm positive you guys hated it and... I can, I can, I can, I can understand that. I can understand that. I've had some discussions with some friends who are big X-Men friend, uh, fans, and they literally are just holding their breath, hoping that Marvel picks this up, hoping that the MCU gives it the MCU treatment and, um, you know, gives us great stories. Cause they just, Fox didn't do, didn't do, didn't do these guys right. They did. They just didn't do them right. I will say, you know, what I liked about this, the fight scenes were great. The effects were beautiful. I really was surprised by what a, a beautiful film this was. 
Um, again, as somebody who went in who doesn't know a whole lot about the X-Men, I have a review saying, hey, can you enjoy this movie if you know nothing about it? I'm guessing that you probably enjoy it more than somebody who knows everything about the X-Men and goes in to see this movie because it's not, it, it doesn't give the fans what they want. So that's my guess. I don't know though, because I'm, I'm not an X-Men fan. This is what it did for me. It has, I don't want to say it's turned me into an X-Men fan. However, it has interested me enough. Dark Phoenix has interested me enough to go back and to watch some of those older, older movies and to learn and to maybe maybe become an X-Men fan. So I can't say that this movie was a total fail. I mean, gosh, they, they might've pulled in a whole new fangirl off of a terrible movie. That's not a bad thing, right guys? I don't think that's a bad thing. Take that for what it is. If you are a huge X-Men fan, you're probably just going to skip this one and wait for it to come out on streaming. I get it. Don't spend your money. But you know, if you're looking for something to watch, guys, it was not as, it's not as terrible as it's being made out to be. If you want to just be, you know, somewhat entertained, right? Uh, and if you have questions about kids, if you think this is something that your children should see or want to see, I do have a full parent movie review on the blog that kind of talks about the big issues with it, which there, there's not that many for most kids, assuming that you're into fight scenes and comic book stories. If you're into that kind of stuff, this one, it could have been much worse. It's got a few moments that you need to know about. In, in the blog review, and I'll link that for you guys later. All right, the next movie. After I saw Dark Phoenix, I went in and saw Secret Life of Pets 2. My youngest is all about this movie. She wants to see it really, really badly, but she has plans to see it with her Girl Scout troop. So I didn't want to take her to this movie before her, she saw it with her friends. However, I wanted to see it because everybody on my timeline were talking about it and all the parents I know were asking questions about it. So I was like, all right, I will go see Secret Life of Pets and let you guys know what it's about. I didn't like it, guys. I didn't like it, but I didn't like it as an adult. Okay. I definitely think kids will like it. I think your children will laugh their booties off in this movie. There are so many um, cute things that happen that are right up, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 year old age range that they're, they're going to like it. They're going to like it. That being said, I'm not telling you not to see this one. <laughs> I'm just saying from an adult, it wasn't my favorite. And you guys know I love kid movies. I love, you know, all the Disney movies. I love the Pixar movies. So it's not even that it's, you know, adult versus kid movie. It just, I didn't like this one. I didn't like it. But what I did like, what the parts that amused me were listening to Harrison Ford, who's doing his first voiceover work in a movie. He was, it was great to hear Han Solo <laughs> talking to me in this gruff dog voice. So I, I dug that. And Tiffany Haddish, she is all over the place, guys. Tiffany is everywhere. She's kind of like Keanu is. So is Tiffany. I really like her. I know she's a little crazy and a little cuckoo, but she makes me laugh. She makes me laugh. She's on The Last OG on TV right now. Uh, she's coming out in Angry Birds 2. There are some trailers that are out for The Kitchen, which comes out in August. And guys, I'm pretty hyped about that one too. If you haven't seen that trailer, go check it out. It looks looks pretty bad, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm into that one. Uh, and then, of course, you know Tiffany. She was in Girls Trip, which was 2017, I think. And it was like her big breakout movie. Anyway, she's hilarious. So I liked hearing those voices and those personalities come out. That did that did amuse me. But the movie itself is basically like, I don't know, three three short stories that are kind of jammed together in some way. I, I feel like they wrote them all separately. 
and maybe they were planning on doing shorts and then somebody said, hey, we should just make a movie. <laughs> and they should, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but that's what it kind of feels like. And one of the storylines in particular, I just, ugh. Um, and that's the one that I have the issues with for kids. A little bit more scary and a little bit more um, violent. Yes, cartoon violent, but not cartoon violent. I mean, there's a there's this monkey who's throwing handfuls of knives at one point towards the bunny. And I don't know. It just it felt, it felt a little extreme. So if you have younger, younger kids that you were thinking of taking, just know that there could be some moments where they want to crawl up in your lap because there were some stressful moments even for me where I just kind of went, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, no language, though. Like the, the language is very clean in this movie. So that's that's awesome. We need more of that, especially for movies that are marketed to kids. So uh, good job on that one. All right. And then the last movie, the last movie that I saw this weekend, I finally got talked into seeing Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, Lordy, y'all. I... I can't with Godzilla. <laughs> um, it's doing well at the box office. Uh, the end of the movie, after I just watched over two hours of nonsense from my point of view, and I was I was laughing out loud at moments that were not supposed to be funny. That is that's how Godzilla played to me. And I looked over at my husband, and he was doing the same thing too. However, he was. He was enjoying that aspect of it because he likes he likes the monster verse. He likes these movies. So he would like lean over and he'd, he'd kind of explain, you know, what was going on or whatever. But he was rolling his eyes a little bit, too. I have to admit, it wasn't just me that thought this movie was a lot of ridiculousness. At the end of the movie where I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's finally over. The entire theater was clapping. They were clapping and they were so excited about Godzilla. So maybe it was just me. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to tell you that the biggest issue that I have with this movie, I didn't like the characters, that the, the, the human characters did not show any appeal to me. I didn't root for them. I didn't care about them. I thought they made terrible choices. The mom in particular, I was, I was flat out mad at her at all kinds of points where didn't like it, didn't like it. Also have to tell you that if you're planning on taking your kids, watch out because there's lots of language in this one. If language is a concern for your family, I want to say there was F-bombs in there. There's one character who's a scientist and he always has a smart A comment for everything. There's also a scene where the, the, the young daughter flips somebody off. So there's a obscene finger gesture in there too. Again, that matters if you plan on taking your, your younger kids and you have concerns about that. I, you know, I don't feel like it was gratuitous. I just want you to know it was there. As far as the violence scale is concerned, it's going to be monster movie violence. That didn't bother me so much. It just also didn't interest me. There's a lot of cool monsters that they do pull out, but because I didn't have the background of knowing a whole lot about Godzilla or the MonsterVerse, I, I was definitely at a disadvantage. So again, if this is your jam, if this is your fandom, if this is your... You probably were one of those people clapping and loving every single second of this movie. It just, I'm speaking from somebody who doesn't fangirl the Godzilla movie, the movies who doesn't love Kong. I mean, Kong's okay, but you know, I, I just, it's not, it's not my thing. The Titans are not my thing. From that perspective, I did not like this movie. <laughs> I did like the music. The music is phenomenal. And I did like a lot of the CGI and the effects going on. That was all, it was pretty amazing. So I will give Godzilla props for those two points. But the rest of the movie, for me, meh. And uh, 
yeah, that's that's it. That that's what I got for you guys. That's all I've got for the Monday Movie Minute this week. Now, reminder, guys, new podcast episode coming on Friday. Actually, you know what? I think it's dropping on Thursday. I'm going to try to get it out Thursday. This one's about Harry Potter. Well, and I'm even wearing my Gryffindor shirt today, which I'm a Hufflepuff, but with strong Gryffindor second place ties. <laughs> so uh, the Harry Potter Fangirl podcast is coming out on Thursday. And the reason I'm going to drop it on Thursday is because we have a new roller coaster at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I think it opens on Thursday. And so I want to kind of tie it in with that and get people hyped who get to go ride the ride. And no, I'm not jealous at all about that. Okay. I'm super jealous about that because I would love, I would love to ride Hagrid's coaster. And I'm not a big coaster person, but give me a story. And I'm all about that. Y'all all about that. All right. Harry Potter for Fangirl Friday slash Thursday, because that's when it's going to come out. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and throw those five-star reviews up there. That really helps other fangirls find the show. And it's always, of course, appreciated by by me. Uh, so I do appreciate that if you can throw those up, maybe throw up a little review or commentary. And also, if you have something that you'd like covered on a episode coming up, I am going to record all summer long and uh, hope for the best. My family's going to be here, so it might get a little crazy, but we'll see what we can make happen. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for fangirling with me on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast.